creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. Thanks for joining me. This is episode nine. Now, aren't we all in a line of sorts? So there's always going to be someone in front of us, as well as there'll always be someone behind us. What's important then isn't where you are in the line of life, but that you are in a line heading somewhere. And the key about being in line is that you don't ever look down on those that are behind you. Remember, you once were where they are. Rather, view them as someone you can give advice to and help as they take their place There is a simple beauty that comes from this process of advancing and learning. And so luckily, having those in front of you can be an opportunity to rely on someone who has the experience that you can benefit from. Now here's the trick. Don't let them intimidate you. It's so easy to think that you will never get to the point where they are because they must be more special than you. I fall into this trap so often. But if we will let them inspire us as we pattern our behaviors after them in our attempt to improve our status in the line of progress, we will then move forward. You know, mentors in life can actually lead us to success. One man that has always inspired me is Stephen R. Covey. His book, Seven Highly Effective People, has sold more than 25 million copies worldwide since 1989. And get this, his audio version became the first nonfiction to sell more than a million copies. That goes to show that his content had something worth paying attention to. He's been awarded many awards and has positively influenced the world for good. He had his own admirers ahead of him in the line that influenced the things that he taught, such as Carl's Rogers, a psychology father who took more of the person-centered approach to therapy. Rogers also explained more about the big gap that exists between the I am self and the ideal self that tends to feel so far out of reach. I'm sure we can all relate to having those daunting feelings that come with thinking about where we want to be in life and where we really are. Covey said, nothing will improve if a person has a sense of what is, but has no real vision or sense of what could be. We must have a vision of what is possible. The possibilities of what could be is what will help us advance in the line to our ideals. We all need to be aware of what is reality, but we can't let go of viewing and believing in the unlimited possibilities or we won't progress. To get where we want, we must move forward in the line and not backward. I can easily see the long Black Friday line at Kohl's. Imagine standing in a line and then saying to the fellow behind you, can I trade you places? And then you take a step backward and then you do it again and again. Is that really going to get you to the front of the line so you can get what you want? Is that ever going to lead you to your ideal? Of course not. We can't move away from what we want and expect to get there. We must move toward it and not quit. No matter how long the process takes or how slow it feels in getting there, you must move toward the goals to finally arrive. There is a sequence to follow, so cutting in the line isn't going to work. There are processes in everything, 
Acknowledging this will help in not giving up. So learn to trust the process and be patient with it. Decide what is priority and proactively move towards it. Another known man that was in the line ahead of Covey that influenced him was Peter Drunker. Peter was a leader in teaching how management must be inspired by the end result. Like Covey said, begin with the end in mind. Peter taught, everyone on board must be aiming for the same thing. Drunker also taught about having self-control. If you look at the philosophies of Rogers and Drunker, you will read about the individuals who influenced their views. We can all benefit from those who have gone before us and then add upon what they've already taught us. That way nothing is wasted. So let's talk about mirroring neurons for a moment. Science has proven how these particular neurons are activated when watching certain actions being performed by others. The areas of our brains where our motor potential is located is where scientists have been able to detect some of these mirroring neurons. Researchers are still trying to understand more about how we perceive others, such as others' emotions and sensations, as well as their intentions. Is it an accident that we have built-in areas within our bodies that encourage this innate connection to understanding others as if we were them? Not in my opinion. It was divinely placed. The conclusion in many of the science experiments involving the mirror neurons has been that we are all more similar to each other rather than different. At the core, humans can identify others as themselves. To me, that means that we can more easily pattern our behaviors, feelings, and perceptions as if we were in someone else's shoes. I think this helps in being able to relate and envision the possibilities. So it isn't out of context then to suggest that you look for those who you want to be like and pattern your thoughts and actions after them so you can become like them. Have you ever heard the term Christ-like? We can try to pattern our lives like Christ who in my mind is the ultimate example of the ideal way of being. C.S. Lewis, another man I admire, said, The more we let God take over, the more truly ourselves we become, because he made us, he invented us, he invented all the different people that you and I were intended to be. He then said, Await a better preference that God sent his son to be our example of how to live. And since we have mirror neurons, he knows that it's possible to pattern our lives after Christ. Quote, it is when I turn to Christ, when I give up myself to his personality, that I first begin to have a real personality of my own. I do think that we understand ourselves a bit more when we follow Christ's example. Christ didn't say, don't do as I'm doing, but rather he said, go and do thou likewise. This was our charge after he told the story of the Good Samaritan. The story of the Good Samaritan can be interpreted in so many ways. Are we acting like the Good Samaritan or is it the Levite? we're acting more like, or perhaps the priest. It's important to evaluate how we are acting and where we are in life. It also helps to have others within your life that support you in your goal
goals and aspirations. Having cheerleaders and accountability partners will help when you feel stuck in your place and not moving forward. You know, our own willpower will only take us so far. So we have to have a plan in place and people who will support us in order to persevere to greater heights. Besides, it's much better to not go it alone. Who likes being alone? I don't. If that's why, my favorite way to see this story is that the Good Samaritan is Christ who saves me from my wounds and he inspires me to be better for Christ is full of love. We could easily say that the Good Samaritan teaches that we shouldn't kick anyone out of the line of life who is different because we are all in this life striving to figure out our purpose together. We are all unique, yes, but with similar human desires and needs. We should be helping each other no matter where we are in the line of life because we are all neighbors to each other no matter where we live or where we are in the line. Now, we aren't expected to go faster than we have strength either. That's why it's the small steps that we take that will produce the biggest return. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. So don't beat yourself up because of your limits. This makes me think of the new concept I recently learned about. Have you ever heard of our working memory? Let me read the definition I found. Working memory is a cognitive system with a limited capacity that is responsible for temporarily holding information available for processing. It's responsible for helping store and manage information needed for complex cognitive tasks such as learning, reasoning, and comprehension. Okay, so think about what it takes to make a podcast. First, you have to settle on the audio program you're going to use. I'm using Reaper. I've had to learn how to record and edit within this program. And yes, I'm still learning, so please be patient with me. Thankfully, I live during the information age where I can watch YouTube videos that explain every minute detail there is in any subject. But here's the interesting thing about the working memory. It is limited. I can't binge watch all the videos explaining each editing step and all the sound systems that make it sound better and every other need to know how to save and convert files and then expect to know it all in one setting. Why? Because many say that within the working memory, we only have access to seven new chunks of information at a time. Learning new skills takes time. Time and understanding and processing the know-how before it's either encoded into the long-term memory or pruned or replaced with more vital information. So the old term line upon line or precept upon precept now makes perfect sense. We are limited in our ability to comprehend and learn and it's done within small chunks of information. So here's another perfect reminder to just trust the process. First, you have to show up and then the moving onward will take a sequence of steps that must be understood before you move upward into the next part of the line of learning. So I encourage having admirers and pattering our life after them and learning the particular steps used in the areas we're interested in is a good thing. Hopefully, I've given you some things to think about. And now that I kind of spelled out what the steps model covers, it will be up to the listeners to figure out what area I'm talking about. Either the self, thoughts, emotional intelligence, proactive progress, and success with support. 
I hope that you will continue to listen and learn with me. I'm in the line right along with you. So join me in the 10th episode where I'll be sharing something that I've personally written. A short story that hopefully feels profound. (laughs) 